0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz network. Uh,
1: we are back on the Oz network for some brand new content. Uh, yesterday we put up a best of, best of. So we put up recaps of recaps yesterday on the Santa Claus for Tim oh. Allen. And now we're bringing new Tim Allen content here, continuing on from last year's recaps of the home improvement christmas specials one of the few shows out there that have a christmas special for every season and now we're up to seasons five through eight today specifically season five episode 12 twas the flight before christmas uh and it's been a whole year and i'm sure Rossi already forgets the first four christmas specials we had um but uh this is a good one i think i ended last year by saying hey Season five, that's a good one. So I don't know, maybe I'm alone. We'll find out from Rossi in a second if I'm alone or not. My name is Colin, and what's a clown doing next to baby Jesus?
2: And uh, my name is Rossi, and I'm the Grand Marshal of an elf parade. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to say, no, sweet pea. I'll get sugar pumpkin.
2: Well, <laughs> no. uh, I will say, I do remember some of the, the. I still will not forget the Noel Leon oh, yeah. Thing. <laughs> That is maybe one three. of the funniest like moments in television. Like it was so good. And yeah. So,
1: <laughs> Who's Leon?
2: <laughs> that is one of the best moments in television. I thought it was so funny. So that's I still remember some of it. Not even not all of it. I still kept all my notes, so I still have a, a running list of all my. You notes. got
1: a reminder there. Bobby, yeah. to, to recap some recaps from last year, the trend of the month. Um. If people forgot we last year we did season one, which was. The episode where mark wanted a toy dinosaur and brad and mark said that santa didn't exist and then santa, wilson
2: Santa died or something yeah, that
1: <laughs> wilson wilson showed up as santa at the end or did he maybe it was the real santa oh, yeah, uh, yeah santa died six years ago <laughs> that was good uh season two was uh the infamous i thought i liked it and then we had to cover it and i'm like no this one's not really good uh brad and randy commit charity theft uh stealing money from a charity Uh, And then season three was the great Christmas pageant with Mark and his friends as Noel or Leon, was it? and Brad going skiing. Uh, Still my favorite line from there. Christmas is not about being with people you like. It's about being with your family. Uh, And then season four, which was uh, Jill's parents and Tim's brother are visiting. And uh, Jill's parents are arguing the whole time. But uh, today, twas the flight before Christmas. So this is, I would say I'd hold it in my top three. Uh, we'll see by the end of this uh, where I have in my rankings, but this is a basic synopsis would be Tim is a grand marshal of an elf parade <laughs> and he gets stuck in an airport because of due to a blizzard. Um, I don't know. Give me, give me your basic take on this. Uh, it's primarily it's just made up with one guest star in an airport, which I think is what I always fondly remember it from.
2: I don't know. I had like higher expectations. I felt like a little disappointed um I don't know I was just like they're still doing the like the light show like whatever light competition or whatever Mm -hmm. I was just like okay I was like waiting for something new and then also like not that it's like a bad thing but like the cliche of getting stuck in an airport on Christmas like how many shows how many movies have done that I was just like all right that like a little bit like well wow like unexpected like I don't know that's what I loved about (laughs) some of the other ones is like there was like some unexpected twists and stuff. I felt like this was pretty like standard. Like there was nothing too like crazy that I'm like, that's home. I mean, still had the home improvement flare, but I just nothing too crazy. That I was like, wow. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, this, this episode is all just around the airport stuff. And uh, the, the strangest thing is, is I mean, it, it is all corny. Uh, the, the guy, uh, which uh, we'll get to, the main guest star here, Tom Poston. Now I didn't realize this until, it was years and years later. I mean, I I just knew this guy from home because he comes back, which I'll get to at the end of this episode. But uh, I just knew him as that guy from the Home Improvement Christmas episode and then a couple others. Uh, and only to find out when uh, one year I brought all my Home Improvement box sets over my sister and brother-in-law's house, and we watched that on Christmas Eve, that uh, my brother-in-law was like, oh, that's the guy from Newhart. So Bob Newhart had a sitcom, I guess his second sitcom in the 80s, which this guy, Tom Poston, was one of the big stars on. Uh, and um, I guess he, he's pretty recognizable. He's also in Christmas of the Cranks, which you'll hear about in one of our recaps of recaps coming up uh, our Christmas movie recaps uh, throughout this month. Uh, but uh, he was in another Tim Allen, one of Christmas of the Cranks. But I just know him from this. I mean, this guy is brilliant. I mean, he's taking very corny material. And he's making it hilarious. And these jokes are like, oh, that's so bad, but I, I can't stop laughing, which I can't wait till we cover that stuff. I mean, you, that, I, I kind of get what you're saying, because that is all the release to this episode. As far as storyline goes, there's nothing fresh, nothing new. If you're tired of the Christmas lighting competitions in about two weeks, three weeks, we're going to get back to those in full force. But um, you, you got to love the, the guest star this week, right?
2: I mean, I didn't really know him like if you didn't know him there's no way I was gonna know him. <laughs> um, like just truth out there um I thought it was good I like I think it's definitely like something you understand I mean I don't have too much to relate to but like I feel like it's a, such an understandable thing if you're in a small town like that one it's like very <laughs> this is a weird reference I'm gonna make but it's very like corner gas situation oh,
1: you're finally on the corner gas bandwagon
2: um this was more favorable than (laughs) Um, but just that like very like small town like they the first thing that they say is like uh where's the main terminal and like that's the first line that he's like take two steps forward and like that's like very much a setup for this whole thing yeah um i appreciate the level at which they go they don't stop at like oh it's just the car rental and it's like it's this and this and this. Like I appreciate that a lot. Like yeah. that they just keep going and going and going, and it's like I'm gonna call the Better Business Bureau. Like it doesn't <laughs> stop at like the obvious. So I like yeah. that. Like to it. Yeah. And the and fact I mean, that his mother is the like janitor or whatever.
1: Like there, there was that's maybe time. the biggest laugh I get in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I guess we should also start with uh, the beginning of the episode. We get your standard tool time segment. And uh, this is basically electrical week. Now, I, I tried to find if there was any trivia on this episode. And the most I could find was uh, pro- I'm going to call this the worst written trivia in the history of Wikipedia, where it says this is the last time the old two times tool time set was used during electrical week. So of all the famous electrical week scenes that we get home improvement, this is the last time we're going to see it. Sad. I can't imagine an electrical week without this. Uh once if I go through my rewatch and get to uh season 6 and 7 and 8 and electrical week comes, I'm just going to be I'm going to be crushed that we're not getting this set here. But uh I'll, I'll, basically they're modeling electrical suits. Now this, what what's funny about this is that it's a tool show. They're out there supposedly just talking about, you know, these electrical protective vests and helmets and stuff like that. And then it turns into like a fashion runway thing with like the music playing and and Tim strutting down the thing. I love Al's um, narration here as Tim strutting to the music. It's like uh, uh, Tim in his uh, fashionable uh, flame-resistant parka, he boasts a safety helmet with UV face shield and it is tastefully accessorized by this matching tote bag. <laughs> this is probably one of the better tool time segments because it's not just let's have an Al's mom's fat comment in here. Let's not just have Tim causing an accident. Although he does cause an accident. Um, He's trying to display, uh, why would you need an electrical resistant suit like this? What if you're switching out your lights from seven watt to 500 watt bulbs? Uh, And he displays this Christmas tree. He has lit up with 500 watt bulbs, which... I did like that this was, again, not a predictable setup. This is a setup for something that's going to come up later in the episode because Al says, uh, you know, what are you lighting up an airport runway with that? Which you're not listening to that line thinking, oh, this is going to come up later. And then it does come up later, and it's kind of a welcome surprise. Uh, Basically, it blinds Tim and Al when he turns it on. They turn it off, and and this is one of the cool visual kegs where – uh, they're both wandering around blinded and Tim's talking to a giant moose head thinking it's Al. He says, boy, that was sure brighter than I thought it would be. And then Al talking to a giant snowman saying, yes, it was, Tim. Uh, it's cheap, but that's own improvement. It's cheap laughs.
2: The thing that like took me out, like maybe I, you can tell me like as the historian of the show, but like this was the first time in my like memory of the show that there was like a very literal, especially for its full time, a very literal like Chekhov's gun situation of like, I feel like this the tool type never matters in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Like, and this was very, very plot driven that like, oh, Tim like sets up this light. So it's like, <laughs> what do you need this light for? Like it's yeah. so bright. And the, like I didn't even catch the comment about the, the runway, but like very literal setting up this thing. Like, does this happen like more than I don't remember?
1: No, it really doesn't because um, there's there's a couple episodes I could think of where it does because I guess the typical spot for the tool time segment is usually at the beginning of the episode. I'd say probably close to the majority of the time if there, there's always a tool time segment in Home Improvement, but they usually do it as this is the pre-title sequence. And then you get to the story when you come back from the the opening credits and the commercials. Uh, and I, I probably mentioned it last year, but I mean, I know this show so forwards backwards sideways in out upside down other dimension that uh my brother and sister used to quiz me when we would watch it uh when the episode comes up they would time and see how long it took me for to guess which episode it was and if it ever starts with a true time segment i'll just tell them I'm like i'm not gonna be able to guess because these segments never tie into the storyline so then i have to wait so yeah you're completely right it is not common for them to actually use anything that will pay off later in the episode
2: Yeah, it just struck me as so odd, like because this show seems like very very, like goofy, silly. Like it's just like a like it's a sitcom. Like yeah, there may be good messages or whatever, and but but, like there's never like a real like story to be had here. So it just took me like totally out of it at the beginning. I'm like, or like when I realized that this had like meaning at the end, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like they did (laughs) this in the show? Yeah, it, it was just odd.
1: I mean it's it's not even just the the giant bulbs lighting up the runway, but even just the electrical suit's gonna play into it. I mean, literally after we come back from the commercial break. Tim's basically getting his lights ready and he's rushing. Cause I guess he has to get out the door to catch his airplane. And he's saying the kids are going to be helping him. And he's telling the kids, this is your first year helping me. You're a year older, you're, you're more responsible. Uh, and they said, Oh, and you're going to be out of town, obviously. Uh, and then there are, you well, how come Brad's the one who gets to do the electrical work? And then he comes up because I'm the only one who fits his suit. So now we get to pay off of the electrical suit. Uh, and when he goes back in the house, th- this is where they get the setup that they're go- going to be, uh, going to a parade in what Alpina. Uh, now I don't, I don't know, Michigan, but uh, Alpina probably not a big city. Have you ever been to Michigan? Nope. Never. Okay. Would you ever want to go to Alpina? (laughs)
2: Um, Fargo first, then Alpina.
1: (laughs) I mean, if I ever went to Michigan and I went to Alpina, I would go to the airport just so I could get a picture and be like, this is the famous location that they never used. Uh, I mean,
2: it's probably not.
1: (laughs) Oh, guaranteed. It's nothing like (laughs) this. (laughs) Like I was, uh, the show I've been rewatching a lot is, um, spin city. I don't know if you ever saw that with started with Michael J Fox, then became Charlie Sheen after that, like pre two and a half men, Charlie Sheen. Uh, but, uh, one of the last episodes of spin city, involves like a of trade of mayor for the day and they throw in there oh this is the mayor of Ottawa Ontario and it's playing on like every Canadian stereotype that I'm just rolling my eyes at I'm like this is nothing like it but obviously they're just doing like the whole small town thing which you know uh nobody from if, if there are people in Alpena that took issue with this I doubt it was going to affect their ratings I mean maybe there's like 16 people there but uh what he's talking about uh how, how they're doing this and then uh Jill's basically laughing off saying you're the Grand Marshal of an elf parade in Kinross uh al comes in before they catch a the flight and Al's girlfriend eileen here and i can't remember she she wasn't in any of the episodes we've watched so far was she in maybe one of the halloween ones do you have any recollection of i eileen? ask you okay no idea no <laughs> so, i mean al had i would say two steady girlfriends throughout the course of home improvement um there were a few that made like one or two appearances, but this is the main one. I think she was in like two or three seasons. Like she'd usually appear a couple times a season, but her character, I think in the following season in season six, uh, it might even be later. It, actually, I think it might even be later in season five. I think that's one of the things they set up at the end of this, is they actually get married. And one of my most annoyed moments ever watching Home Improvement was that their wedding simply doesn't happen. It's your typical TV wedding where they want to have a TV wedding at the end of the season. And then you get to the episode, and the writers are like, Oh, we don't really want them to get married. It kind of wrecks our storyline. So that, yeah, we're just not going to get married. Everybody's happy. Like that would never happen. Uh, but uh yeah, this is his his first now, his second. Steady girlfriend, we will see in an upcoming Christmas episode as well. Um, who he actually does marry at the end of the season. But uh, Al comes in, he's talking about uh, they're going to be making cookies, and he says, Wait till you get your hands on Eileen's pfeffer noose, which I still have no idea what pfeffer noose is. Uh, and I love Tim's response here I'm a one pfeffer noose kind of guy. Uh, Al's getting beeped by his mom. So Eileen's complaining about the
2: the throwback of pager Yeah,
1: pager. (laughs) Yes. This definitely dates the episode a little bit, (laughs) Uh, but uh, yeah, Eileen's just talking about how his mother pages all the time. I mean, one thing I do like about this episode is that it's taking a lot of those stereotypes about, or or, I guess uh, more cliches that they use throughout the course of the series. Like Al's a mama's boy. That's usually just a one-off gag and they're turning it into a storyline in this episode. Uh, So, She's talking about, oh, oh you know, her, her constantly, you know, bothering Al and I is putting stress on a relationship. And uh, Tim says Al's mother could put stress on a 10-ton steel beam. Um, she's saying that, oh, we're going to be alone for New Year's Eve for the first time ever. And uh, then Al's on the phone calling his mom back, says, New Year's Eve? No, we're not doing anything special. So now she's annoyed. Uh, Eileen's out arguing with Al, says, uh, about uh, I'm tired of you putting your mother up on a pedestal. And uh, Jill now gives a one-liner about, oh, you got to give her, uh, uh, admire her strength for being able to hoist her, hoist him up there or something like that. Uh, and she's just appalled that she's now resorting to Tim's level. Oh, I'm turning into you. Uh, we'll, we'll quickly cover the scene here on the airplane too, where Tim's ordering a drink with double olives. And uh, Al's just going on and on complaining about Eileen and his mom and all this drama. And Tim just takes the olives and sticks them in his ears. Uh, and w- when, uh al finally turns around still talking doesn't realize it he says oh i'm just glad you could be here to lend me a supportive ear that has a green all of it and tim's like oh barf bag uh uh wouldn't have fit over my head and uh al just continues to complain and i i one of i think the best uh tim allen deliveries in this episode is just where he starts sobbing he's like oh god maybe the plane will crash um we we get the first seeds dropped here about the the presence where Uh, He got her something from uh, a necklace, I guess, from the Stockholm Gingivitis Symposium, which he says you got her a a jewelry from a bloody gums convention. And then uh, Tim says, oh, Jill's gift's going to be like a first edition Freud book. And uh, it is funny how he sets up where he's like, uh, I have to pick up her present in Alpino. Why do you think I volunteered for the for an elf parade? And Al's like, same reason as me, the prestige. Uh, but this is all just a setup of the episode, but uh, this is, uh, the best stuff's coming in the second sequence here. But uh, I, I, I don't think I ever really noticed how much they actually pay off some of these gags. Like I said, specifically with the Al's mom, the whole mama's boy thing that it actually plays in this episode. And now that you jog my memory, it plays into upcoming episodes as well.
2: Yeah, it it was a traditional setup. Like, it's Christmas. There's going to be, like, um, romantic issues happening. Like, you don't, like, you have all these plans. You know, the best laid plans go to waste or whatever. Like, it's definitely cliche. Um, One thing I did want to mention is I never catch this kind of stuff. But there is a continuity issue in this, like, kitchen scene. Um, And I don't know if you caught it
1: nope no. Okay. I mean, I've I have this episode almost memorized. So you're gonna be you're gonna be the expert now. You're gonna take over. We'll maybe we'll let you host next week.
2: I never noticed this kind of stuff, but it caught me this time. Um like Eileen brings all these bags of like stuff to cook cookies or whatever she does, the fever noose, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and like they start talking behind the counter while Al's on the side and Jill's like taking stuff out of the bag, and then Tim has a joke and then like you see that before she, j- that Tim has the joke. She takes out like flour or sugar or whatever. And then like when they cut back to the wide, she's taking the same bag of flour slash sugar <laughs> out of the bag again. So she uh, takes this like bag out twice. And I was just like, oh, I
1: cut this, that. this is going down in my rankings now. <laughs> that ruins it for me. <laughs> I never caught that though. But I mean, I'll definitely rewatch this again before Christmas. And I'm going to be looking for it now. You probably ruined this episode for me for life. Are you happy with yourself?
2: I mean, yeah, it's no Leon. <laughs> so, wait, I loved all the the quotes. That was a, like, I mean, really, all I wrote down was quotes. Um, <laughs> most of this, I mean, because they're d- like double, triple line quotes. They're not like like zingers. They're like long form quotes of yeah. like, you're the Grand Marshal of an elf parade, and then like you got to admire him for having the strength to hoist her up there, <laughs> and turning into you, mm-hmm. um, and then stuff like that. um Another thing that took me so off guard. I hate planes and in the interior of planes in television. Oh yeah. They always look bad. They never look good. This looks such a set like this for like every, like this 12 people on the plane in first class or whatever. (laughs) Like it looks so bad.
1: Well, like the, the, the Leon Noel episode, we also were complaining about the interior of that church that seats about 15 people.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then there was no, like we talked about them bringing an extra chair because there was yeah. no room. <laughs> yeah. some of the sets are a little rough. This plane is probably the worst for me. Um, it looks so bad. Uh, but yeah, I like the concept of them being confined together. Like, because we don't really get like Tim will do like um, serious like teaching like like last time with the Leon like talking to yeah. Rand not Randy the older one I forget his Brad. name Brad Brad of like what it means to be at christmas and everything but like that's his family you're like as a parent like regardless of how good you are you do it you know like he has no obligation to to be nice to al other than like friendship and you know like he has Mm -hmm. no reason to teach him a lesson or, or support him or anything like so like by forcing them to do it it's kind of a cool like mechanic of being stuck together yeah and i feel like i've heard seen that before i remember like vague Weren't they on like whitewater rafting and they get stuck or something?
1: Yeah, season eight. And like,
2: and I just have vague memories of them like the, talking or something, but like, so that's like a good mechanic for this whole episode of them like being forcibly stuck together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love the gag of getting the, the olives on the side, like two <laughs> olives on the side. <laughs> I just thought it was good. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a good setup, but like cliche.
1: Uh, actually you reminded me of, uh, one of my favorite episodes, which I don't remember what season it was in where they, they're going, um, for I guess ice fishing and they're in an ice fishing shack and Tim and Al just stuck together. And, you know, obviously I- issues with them again, being in confined spaces. So we're going to rewatch that episode. Uh, Pfeffer news cookies, by the way, are a German cookie that's essentially a spice cookie with seasonal spices, pepper, uh, molasses, and then, uh, powdered sugar on the outside. So, um, looking at these, I, I would try it, uh, maybe not if somebody cries in it, but we'll get there. Uh, so now we're in the main section of this episode where it's all in the Alpina airport, uh, the Alpina airport that seats less people in the terminal than are on this tiniest plane ever. And, uh, they, they find the, uh, Tom Post in here, the guest star, the, uh, the, the, the everything in that that's the entire gag of this next 10 minutes is he does everything at this airport so uh when they step off the airplane and they're like can you direct us towards the service terminal is like take two giant steps forward uh and they're basically saying like we need to get out of here you know oh well, all flights are grounded well it's like well is there any other way it's an emergency oh the hospital has a helicopter for emergencies uh, what's the emergency we're leading an elf parade <laughs> this guy's just like Double take is like, try me again when you're donating a kidney. Uh, that was
2: pro- that was my favorite joke
1: of the whole episode. <laughs> the, the, the kidney parter. <laughs> no, the like,
2: we have an emergency. Oh, it's perfect. We have a, like a emergency three. helicopter. Like
1: yeah. or whatever.
2: He's like, what's the emergency? And I just thought that was my favorite.
1: <laughs> uh that next up they're going to say, Oh, well, maybe we could drive there. Uh, do you have car rental place? Yes, and he just turns around his sign. And this is going to be the running gag throughout the episode. The the clerk just turns around the sign it says car car rental. Uh, he says, We're running a special right now on convertibles. They said, it's four degrees outside. Well, I advise you to leave the top up then. Uh I had to Google this because we have the uh, not we have Celsius here in Canada. Um, I don't know how many ca- countries actually still do Fahrenheit. I mean, I don't know what a- America does, but uh I wasn't sure if this was hot or cold. I looked up, and this would be about f- minus 15 Celsius, which was exactly the temperature in Winnipeg today. Now it was cold in Winnipeg today, but we also had winds gusting like 50-60 kilometers. I mean, w- winds that you can barely walk against. Uh the winds died down, and I had to go outside to adjust a couple of Christmas lights from my house because I'm putting together my own Tim Allen style setup here, my <laughs> toolman setup. Uh, and I went out in short. so I mean, minus 59. Drive with the top down. Um, but again, that's just Winnipeg for you. Um, what's what's? I think we talked about climate last year. What's the temperature right now for you? Uh, I don't <laughs> are know. You, are you looking it up?
2: <laughs> Where do I look? Um, let's see. I'm trying to look. I I know the quick trick of doing conversion. I'm going to do conversion right now, live on the air.
1: Oh, okay. um, I, I have Google to convert, but I'm no. going to see how good your math is now. This is this is arithmetic. We're testing. Um, so you subtract 30, divide by 2.
2: So. What's
1: so it's your fa- 10,
2: de- 10 degrees Celsius.
1: Okay, so 10 Celsius. So it's 50 Fahrenheit right now for you? Yes. Wow, your math is spectacular. We gotta have you on all math episodes from now on. No,
2: nothing. <laughs> no, you just uh, going Fahrenheit to Celsius, you subtract 30 and then divide by two.
1: Uh so it was kay. like around
2: 50. I subtracted 30.
1: Oh, okay. So, so th- yeah. see, I would have to do it the opposite way though, because I'm I'm trying to figure out Celsius yeah, you would, Fahrenheit. You would
2: multiply by two and yeah. then add 30.
1: Okay. Now when I we're in the negatives, how does that work? My brain hurts. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get the answer to that next week. I'm going to practice this now. Multiply by two and then add 30. Okay. Um, yeah,
2: because if it was zero, you multiply by two, you're still at zero. You add 30.
1: And it's then it's 30 degrees,
2: which is roughly close. It's 32 is the exact. Oh, okay.
1: So within one or two degrees, I, I had the same temperature as you last week too. Like last week we went from a high of like nine Celsius. So I guess around 50 Fahrenheit and uh, within a few days it dropped and we've got blizzards going on right now and it's freezing right now, but I'm still going out in shorts. Cause I'm a brave Winnipeger. Um, uh, all right. So after this, uh, they say they have snowmobiles. Um, they, uh, uh, the guy gives them a map. Uh, says oh unfortunately all the roads are closed uh now tim's trying to figure out what to get jill for christmas uh and he uh, says oh maybe there's a uh books here and it's like uh, excuse me do you have any books in your gift shop and the guy has the gift shop sign now and he goes unfortunately we're closed for the holidays uh tim saying oh the boys are going to be really disappointed uh they're calling home and uh when Jill says, oh, your dad's not going to make it home for Christmas. He's stranded in the middle of nowhere. He may not even back, make it back tonight. They're like, oh, right, yeah. Uh, and, of course, they're saying they're just excited because they get to put up the Christmas lights for uh, themselves. And uh, Tim's trying to talk to Brad um, or, I think, Randy, somebody. Uh, it's Randy who comes on the phone and saying he needs to talk to one of the kids about the lights. And Randy's on the phone and, and Al's on the other line. And uh, this is where we get the Al think he's talking to Eileen saying sweet pea and or no sugar pumpkin and Randy, of course, perfect Jonathan Taylor Thomas delivery. No sweet pea. I'll get sugar pumpkin. Passes the phone off. Uh, some cross signals here. Uh cut cords <laughs> where uh, Eileen's telling Al he needs to cut the cord, and Al's like, cut the cord, and Tim's like, Don't cut the cord, it's the only extension cord I have that'll handle the lights uh al's getting upset with tim now because he's saying my relationship's hanging the balance and all you're worried about is your lights and tim's like okay but the court is okay (laughs) uh and when they're asking about uh snowmobile or a dog sled here now we get the the clerk again says well i have a dog and my grandson has a sled so then then the guy says oh unfortunately my dog is a poodle uh the, the guy now says oh i got good news the storm is letting up in kinross and they're like oh great unfortunately it's getting worse here uh they find out all the hotels are booked um, he says, well, I have uh, a room I rent in my house and it goes for 45 or $45 a night. And Tim's like, Oh, we'll, we'll take it. He says, well, uh, now that it's uh, storm season it's $200 a night. And this to me is the best of the entire episode where Tim's like, you know, I'm going to alert the better business bureau about you. And the, the clerk just says, go ahead. Tim just sort of looks kind of chuckles, turns the sign around himself. <laughs> says better business bureau, the guy, may I help you? Uh, Tim's uh, asking around, Well, maybe we can find somewhere to sleep. Uh, He asks the old lady here, the janitor, "Uh, hey, can my friend and I sleep at your house? We'll pay you money. And her just go, (laughs) perverts. Then, of course, the clerk's like, bye, mom. See you later. Uh, Back at the house, the kids are putting up the lights and they're hoisting up a clown onto the roof. And uh, Jill's asking, what's the clown doing up there? It's like, oh, we had an accident. Now there's two wise men and a clown. Uh, She says, go back in the house, uh, have some of the cookies. If the Pfeffernoose tastes salty, it's just because Eileen's crying into the batter. Uh, She has a conversation with Wilson here. And uh, this joke always creeps up on me still, where uh, she's talking about uh, Tim being stuck at the Alpina airport. And uh, Wilson's like, oh, Alpina, you don't have a great friend out there. We're a clerk at the airport, which is just great. Uh, And um, Jill saying that the gift she got for Tim was this, car toolkit that you can plug into the car and she's saying this way if he's stuck in traffic instead of swearing he can build something uh and then uh wilson's girlfriend who's only appeared in one or two other episodes uh he's mentioning here that he knit her a sweater says i sheared the sheep and spun the wool myself and Jill's like wow and it's like and after uh, that i'm gonna fix her dinner oh what are you having lamp chops I mean, again it's such a corny delivery but it's so funny here
2: like the setup was cliche they did a lot i think quite a lot with it um the like swapping the sign constantly was a really great gimmick <laughs> um i loved i don't know if you mentioned i didn't catch if you said it but like the thing where he's like for the car rental we've got a great deal on convertibles yeah and he's like it's snowing outside He said, well i recommend keeping it closed or, or whatever <laughs> the line up. was yeah it's top up like that was great um and then when she says to the boys like your dad's stuck in blah 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 whatever he's not coming home and they cheer and she and he said what what's going on he said, uh, "The boys are crushed." I'm trying to comfort them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just great. I love that their their motivation was like not necessarily like that. Their dad's not there. That they're like they're not there to. He's not there to ruin the the lights. Yeah. Like they wanted to take it on this year. Um, no big moment, no big standout for for JTT other than the phone call. Yeah, like he was pretty quiet. Um, and I'm always on guard with with, uh, with him, but like. Yeah, quiet episode for him. It's just the the boys as a collective were one character. This mm-hmm. episode, really.
1: Yeah, and I mean, um, we, I wouldn't even call it the B story. Really, they they basically have the C story.
2: Yeah, they're like maybe equal with the the lamb story. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're they're equal with Wilson and his lamb chops.
2: <laughs> yeah, like they're so minor. Like all of them. Like n- <clears throat> none of them have a big lead. Like they they come up, and it's not like you forget about them. But like, yeah, they they don't really play a part until the very end when they like light them on. Yeah. And even then, they're not shown. They're just like mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just lo- I love the whole the sequence of him just continually changing it. The Better Business Bureau, the car rental, the and like he would constantly had like a like a story almost. Like he's like, oh, I can rent my home, and now it's the the thing, and then mm-hmm. uh, it's like the the winter rate or whatever storm rain mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then he's like, it's back to the low rate at the end <laughs> when they're ready to leave. He's like, it's because the storm's clearing, right? He's like,
1: like, yes. <laughs>
2: um do we talk about the mom yet or can i
1: uh you can talk about the mom yeah Yeah, i thought it was great this
2: old woman just sweeping the floor is like hey can my friend and i sleep at your place and her first response pervert (laughs) um and then she keeps going it's like see you at home ma and it's just like (laughs) wait it was just like the joke train like i didn't know where it was going Mm -hmm. um i can see why you like it i still love the elf parade (laughs) emergency as the best joke but like that was so great it just like took one turn took another turn took so, like it kept turning so i thought mm-hmm. that, that was great uh, and then the fact that Al um like sold out the vending machine with all the snacks too <laughs>
1: oh yeah i forgot about that
2: i <laughs> know so, i'm out of whatever he said it was it was just like great um and the whole um like who, not whose line um the like who's on first uh okay. like joke on the phone of like not the extension cord we're yeah. not talking about that cord this cord no <laughs> like what cord and then like you don't know who's on the phone half the time like mm-hmm. it's constantly changing uh because jill was on the phone and tim was on the phone and then eileen was on the phone and then Dun- then taylor thomas was on the it was just a constant like swapping in and out and i thought it was great there was enjoyable i'm i guess i'm just more annoyed at the setup of like the jokes are great but just like to get there you had to deliver the most cliche things
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh- and i was also confused I, we kind of talked about it before but I'm a little confused about the whole like setup of this book and get like it's a thoughtful gift. But I mean, the, the, the extreme coincidences that like, oh, it's in this really small town, this one book. Yeah. And, and we happen to have been for tools having a fair or whatever. Like the setup was really convoluted. He could have just had it delivered like a week later at home, like for New Year's. Like it could have been resolved.
1: Yeah, I, I have some complaints about that at the end of the episode. I mean, I, I get this is probably this is an antique book. So it's not like he's calling, you know, uh, I, I don't know, what what's the big bookstore chain uh, for you in, in America? Like we have chapters here that we have Barnes and Noble. Yeah, we have
2: Barnes and Nobles. That's okay,
1: it. so let's say Barnes. It's not like he's go to Barnes and Noble for a first edition Freud book. I mean, this is probably some antique dealer. Uh, how he would have found it and how there is an antique dealer. If an airport... Has one vending machine and one guy doing everything, including the Better Business Bureau. I can't imagine that there's a lot of traffic in this antique bookstore. I mean, they're probably better off moving it to Detroit. But um, yeah, a little complaint at the end of the episode uh, about the the whole gift thing. But uh, again, everything in this episode, you're completely right. It is all just coincidences to play up on this one joke. Um, the last thing we really get of this clerk here is what you mentioned there. He says, all right, I'm slash in, in the spirit of the holidays. I'm slashing the price of my room back to $45 a night. And they're like, in other words, the storm's letting up. Yes. Yeah, so you can get a flight in 15 minutes. He says here about, would you care for flight insurance? And they just scream, no, which there is a fun post-credit scene where you see the extended version of this. That's uh, actually really funny. But, uh, other than that, I mean, th- this, this guy, I'll just quickly mention, uh, this character, which I don't know if he ever has a name. I'll have to check IMDb to see if even has a name in this episode, but, uh, this Tom Poston role, the, the clerk here, uh, he appears two other times in home improvement. The second time is actually the episode where Heidi, the tool girl on tool time has her baby. And, uh, in that one, he's playing a gas station attendant. And I, I would argue that that one's maybe even funnier than this. Uh, we'll find an excuse to cover that. Well, maybe when we do women have babies month on the Oz network, <laughs> we'll find a way to cover that. But uh, basically plays the exact same character. They brought it back a third time in an episode, uh, one of the later seasons, seven or eight, where um, Tim gets to go to the Super Bowl, I think it was, or some big football game, and he's in like the private box. And he, this guy plays the guy who's basically running it there. But that time, they didn't do the same type of character. Like the, the second character where he's the gas station attendant, they actually identify that he's, oh, I Tim's like, I know you from somewhere. And he says, maybe you're thinking about my brother. He's a clerk at the airport in Alpina. Uh, So they, they establish that there are these triplets in this home-permint universe. This one guy plays all three characters. The disappointing thing is the third time he appears, it's not it's not with the same type of jokes here. The, the gas station one's using all the same style of jokes about the one guy doing everything, and he's just really deadpan and snotty. Uh, the third time, they kind of dropped the ball with that. But still, I mean, this guy was obviously popular enough that they brought him back two other times, playing the same character as brothers of himself. Um, after this, uh, we get them back on the airplane, the World's Worth airplane, as you said, uh, where Al's still going on and on on one hand, and then on the other hand, on the other hand. And uh, he he has a line here it says, uh, how do I pick between the woman who means more to me than anything and my girlfriend, and you can just hear without the hearing the audience groan. You can hear everybody in the audience groan. And uh, um, Tim, uh, or, or Tim, has that line where he says, uh, "You know, that's about eight hands now. Take one and slap yourself." The beeper goes off again, and uh, the the lady on the airplane is like, "Excuse me, are you a doctor?" And Tim just responds, "No, he's a mama's boy." Uh, now I do wonder if this beeper is allowed on an airplane because I mean, I I think you have to put even a phone in airplane mode, and I'm gonna guess a beeper there's still a signal there. So I would think that there's some type of policy where you turn a beeper off on an airplane, but I don't know. it was the nineties. People lived dangerously then. Right. Um, you remember your first beeper, Rossi?
2: No, I never had one. <laughs> uh,
1: my mom had a beeper when we were kids. She had like a, she had her own courier business. And whenever we were at home from school, uh, like lunchtime after school or whatever, we would beep her and we would beep her constantly. I mean, Looking back on it now, I mean, I'm surprised that she didn't eventually say, I'm changing the beeper number. You guys aren't allowed it anymore because we beep and say, oh, somebody took my toy away. And no, they're not letting me watch the show. And no, it's not my turn to do the dishes. It was just that constantly. We're the world's worst children. So uh, my mom would definitely feel for uh, uh, Eileen here, probably feel for Al as well. Uh, but uh, basically, Tim gives him a lecture here. We get like one of the few nice moments in Home Improvement where Tim gets to be the, the, I guess, big brother figure to Al. And he says, is she, is Eileen not the most important woman in your life? And Al first says, oh, she's just the most important under 50. And it all comes down to kind of a, a cool story. He tells here where Al says, when my dad died, he said, I need you to watch out for your mom. And Al's just taking this too literally. And <clears throat> Tim says, it, don't you think your dad would want you to get married and have kids and have your own family? What would your dad say to you if you're here right now? And great delivery from Richard Carn here. He's, he'd say, Al, stay with your mother. I'm going to the track. <laughs> uh, this leads to him giving the beeper to Tim. Cause he's like, you're right. We find out the plane is being diverted to Toledo because the storm is really bad in Detroit. Now uh, Tim's saying, I'm going to miss Christmas. I'm not going to be home. And now I'm not even gonna be able to you know, put up my Christmas lights. And all of a sudden they cut to the exterior shot of the airplane where blinding light. <laughs> and this shot is so funny. The, the expression on Tim's face as he's staring out the window. This is our graphic. People have probably already seen it on F- Facebook, Instagram, our website. The, gr- the look on Tim's face is he's being blinded by the lights outside the airplane. And then just the pilot coming out, it's like, a tremendous beam of light is broken through the clouds. <laughs> uh, looks like we're going to be able to land after all. And here's that payoff about, you know, you can light a runway with this. And Tim saying, it's like, hey, that's my house. And then he's like, what is a clown doing next to baby Jesus? Uh, we come back from the commercial break. We get the trophy on the table. The kids have basically said, we did it. We won the Christmas lighting contest and we helped land a plane. Uh, now this is uh, one discrepancy. I think it was last year. There was uh the episode. Yeah, it was. It was the season four episode where uh, all the family members were visiting and Tim was on the roof and he was, um, fixing some of the lights and he got electrocuted and they had that cheesy effect where the lightning is all over him. Like the electricity is all over him. And Wilson says he's the only judge that year. And he goes, well, I think you won the contest. Cause you know, I didn't realize you had a light up Tim on your roof. Uh, this is identified in home improvement though, as the only year that they won. And it was the, the boys, not Tim. So uh, Wilson took it away last year, I guess, or was just joking around with them because um, sorry to spoil it, but uh, the next two years, maybe I won't spoil it because I'm trying to remember There, there might, there's one episode where I'm thinking he might've won it or maybe they don't reveal it. I don't know. But, uh, the, the boys win here. As far as I know, this is the first time where it was at least the first time of the show where I was identified the lighting competition actually went to their household. It's just, it was the boys instead of him. Uh, we get scene of Al and Eileen clearly making up and then we get uh pan over to Tim and Jill giving each other the, um, uh, the gifts. And, uh, she opens up, she's like, Oh, it's a beeper. And, what I love about this is like the audience reaction. Cause I mean, the audience basically sounds like they're dying. Cause so many things in this episode are jokes that, I mean, as much as I know this episode, they still catch me off guard and I'm kind of still with that. I'm, i see this and I'm like, Oh, I forget that, you know, she opens up the beeper. It, there's just great delivery. I mean, whoever directed this episode did a great job too. I mean, all the actors just have brilliant timing. Uh, and he's explaining this away saying is like this way I can tell you that I love you 24 seven. And then it starts beeping and she goes, well, as much as I you know, love to tell you how thankful I am for this, I have to call Al's mom. Um, I guess quickly, the post-credit scene, uh, we have uh, one blooper where you have people walking outside the airplane, and Tim's like, pilot, you're flying way too low. There's people walking outside the airplane. Uh, and then we get um, uh, two e- 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 outtakes from the airport sequence, one where uh, they're saying, oh, I guess we're going to have to sleep in the airport. And then the guy points to another sign that says, no loitering. Uh, and then the last one, which was that insurance line, where he says, "Would you like flight insurance?" And they say no. And he says, "All right, but if your plane crashes, you'll be sorry." Um, there's great payoffs in this episode. As, as I, I don't know. Tell me, do you feel like this is predictable? Because I feel like even knowing this episode, the payoffs in this episode aren't exactly as predictable as I would have thought they'd be.
2: Uh, definitely not the end. Like I don't think I expected the end of. Um, I feel like in a longer full setup, you'll get the like oh you're stuck at the airport we found a way yeah. yay and then like but if it was like longer they would be like just kidding we can't do it and then we'd go back to the airport or they would be somewhere else like even even worse like a smaller train station or something like yeah they would make it worse um so like the fact that it's like okay we're saved. it like resolves like i guess and in a in a in the way that it does is definitely like home improvement-esque and and everything so i, I think that that is a little bit unexpected
1: like you mean just the absurdity
2: Well, both the absurdity and the fact that they,
1: like, resolve
2: it in this Mm -hmm. way. Like, they're not like, okay, the the storm's clear when they're coming back. Yeah. Like, that's very generic. So, the fact that they resolve it with, the like, Chekhov's gun, like I said before. Like, the fact that everything had a meaning and they resolved it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, the lights had a meaning. The kids working on it all thing. The tool time set, all of it came to the end. So, like, I think that in that way, it was definitely unique in, in the way that, especially how improvement would do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think every joke was like crazy funny. I guess maybe that's where I struggle a little bit. Like, I didn't think everything was super funny, but mm-hmm. like, I I think it, the payoff is definitely like unique and special about the episode. It, and I yeah. love those bloopers at the end. Like, everyone's walking <laughs> outside the plane. <laughs> like, I just thought that was great. That was my f- favorite one of the three.
1: Yeah, and uh, this is kind of an old thing. With I don't I don't know how many proper sitcoms there are anymore. But it, this was a thing, I guess, in the 90s and maybe in the early 2000s where bloopers would be shown... At the end of the episode, but home improvement is the only one that I ever see where they show like alternate takes, like we're getting too, which I can imagine if you're doing this in front of a live audience. I mean, you can't just play the same, okay. We want a second take of that, you got to change it up somehow. So it's kind of fun to see that uh even just in the in the lines like the no loitering or the, you know, if the plane crashes, you'll be sorry that uh they're giving the audience at home something different to laugh at, and and giving themselves uh, I guess, variety too, if they're picking how they want to edit this together. Um Now, do you, do you have enough memory of the previous four episodes to rank this among them?
2: Uh, did you write, I remember we talked about ranking. Do we write them down?
1: I, no, I'd have to go back to last year, but I'm actually, I, I, I have a a little website I do where I put up rankings that I make up and I'm planning to put up a post this year. So you can put it up with me if you want, if you want to do a quick Uh. write up on every episode, (laughs) but, uh. Uh, I'm going to be ranking this again. It'll be fresh ranking. So if I had it different last year, I'll go through these. Just off the top of my head, I think I would go with. Uh, I agree with you. The the Leon Noel <laughs> Brad.
2: I, I know that's at the top for me. Yeah,
1: so. I would go with that as number one. Um, I'm I'm very torn between the uh, Jill's parents and Tim's brother visit and this one because I feel like this one has the funnier jokes. I feel like the middle section of this episode is funnier, but the storyline of the previous one, even though I know you weren't as big of a fan of just with it being people arguing, uh, I would probably go, I I would probably go with uh, the the season four. One is my second favorite. This one is my third. The season one uh, Santa's died six years ago. And then last the Brad and Randy um, uh, stealing from the charity.
2: If I had to guess um, I'm gonna go back and listen, but if I had to guess what our rank, my ranking was, it would probably be three, two, four, one. Would probably be mine because I remember we didn't, neither of us like the charity thing.
1: Well, that was two.
2: Oh, that was two. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. So then three, one, two, four, or
1: four, two. Something along those lines. Yeah,
2: because I remember we both didn't like the charity, and I remember <laughs> you were higher on the the parents like coming. Yeah. I, I remember I didn't like it as much. um so I would probably put this as like third. So probably go uh, three, um, one. I don't know. Yeah, five, four, two.
1: Okay, uh, but well, I'm gonna we'll, go
2: back and double check with the our last time because you can confirm next one.
1: week. Yeah, uh, I'll that's, come back. That's your task. I'm going to tease next week though because. Um, I'm very curious to see how you're going to respond to this one, because I I would rank this lower in terms of being Christmassy. I'll, I'll give that disclaimer if people haven't seen it and uh, or don't remember. Season six is the least Christmassy of all the Christmas specials. There's only one or two things that ta- it takes place around Christmas. It takes place right before Christmas, but it's not like it takes place even on Christmas Eve. I mean, this is like within the week leading up to Christmas and. The the, the storylines basically a uh, new environment. They're going to move Tim's mother from Colorado to Michigan. So it, it's kind of like a road trip episode. I guess starts as a road trip episode. But then it's a lot of like Tim's childhood home. What's great about the episode though, is it is an amazing episode. I mean, you get to see one of Tim's other brothers, the first introduction he has in the show. And the introduction, I think, of Tim's mom, uh, although she might have appeared earlier on. Uh, and uh, so much stuff. I mean, you even get a little bit of dramatic stuff about uh, Tim reminiscing about his his father and, and flashbacks. That's the one thing I'm going to tease you. That's going to be fun. You're going to get to see child Tim Taylor next week. But in terms of being Christmassy, easily the least Christmassy of all eight episodes. But in terms of just episode quality, to me, this one, I think, is pretty close to the top. So get excited for that, Rossi. Are you excited?
2: I am enthused. <laughs> As can be.
1: Uh following that, we'll have two standard ones. The season seven ones, the one that I always forget what it's about. Um now I did have a refresher because I, I went through and I did the graphics at least for um our, our post social media posts and or everything. Oh yeah. That's the one, but it's the one I always forget. Now, not a bad episode, just the one that I forget. And then finally, the last one, if if you're missing not enough JTT in this episode, and I don't know how much we're going to get next week. I can't remember It's going to be more than this week, but season eight is the final episode he ever had on home improvement. He had left the series earlier in season eight. And this was the one episode The season eight Christmas special was the one he came back for. So that is like a full Randy. Wait, so he episode.
2: wasn't even in the finale.
1: He didn't come back for the finale, no. Which uh, when we get there, we'll talk about the reasons for that, why the Christmas one was his last one. But uh, yeah, the Christmas one—it is a Randy story, and it's it's a great one for memory. Although there was something very annoying about that, so (laughs) um, stay tuned for pet peeves on children in episodes. Um, And it's not the kids we're familiar with; it's new kids. Uh, But uh, what do you want to do with this one? You want to buy it, rent it, bin it?
2: I mean, seeing as it was middle of the top of the five. I think it t- speaks for a rent.
1: Yeah, I I, I can't remember if I rented any last year. I think th- this is one of these things where I'm like, I'm going to buy all these. I'm not going to change. I'll, I'll buy. I don't
2: think you bought the the stuff. That one I, might've
1: been the one rent. Yeah. I don't uh, think you, you did. Yeah. But uh, no, this one's still a buy for me. And uh, there's at least one of the episodes coming up that might not be a buy. I think I've already given away season seven might be, but that's just because I have less recollection of it. Um, other than that, we, uh, have some other new content coming out. Uh, if you want non new content, uh, we do have our best of Christmas movie recaps. Like I mentioned, uh, yesterday we dropped the Santa Claus trilogy recaps. And, uh, after that, we're going to be, uh, going through all the other Christmas movie recaps we did. We have the tough guy Christmas one, which will be jingle all the way Santa sleighs, uh, Santa with muscles and die hard. Oh, yes. Um, we have, uh, the one following that, you're going to hear Rossi on, because uh, that one's the family Christmas movie, the ones we did, the which is White Christmas, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Christmas with the Cranks with Tim Allen, and then I'll Be Home for Christmas, which Rossi was on with me, talking about Jonathan oh Taylor Thomas' Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, I was thinking
2: of that when you said, like, road trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like, As long as there's not a heart in a, a cooler, we'll be good. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then we'll wrap it up with uh, the last month that we did of Christmas which uh, included Elf surviving Christmas and some other movies, but uh, the recaps are worth it. It's not new content, but it's definitely worth it. I mean, going through editing these, there were a few parts where I was lit. I literally messaged Ben. I'm like, I have tears in my eyes right now because some of the stuff is so funny.
2: F- a little behind the scenes of a question, but um, <laughs> you're going to have four Christmas like best ofs four best ofs. and entire like several hour Oz, network best of as well
1: yes you have five
2: best ofs coming for the end of the year
1: yeah Now now the only the oz network best of will be just for this year whereas everything else is like from the beginning of the oz network on Um, but they're good best of, so listen to them. (laughs) And also if you have
2: like a a good spare 24 hours in your time.
1: Well, the the other good thing is that the the best of Christmas movie recaps that are going up, um, like the one that went up yesterday with the Santa Claus, they're an hour or, you know, just under an hour, just over an hour. I mean, they're not long, um, but, uh, very good content. And, uh, we also have new episodes of the Amazing Race going on for at least the next couple of weeks, right, Rossi? Uh,
2: yeah. I don't know when this is going up, but we have we're almost at the finale. So
1: do you know that Stay you're close. now you're now tied from with me as being the hardest working person on the Oz network in the month of December? Because <laughs> oh, we have 24 going up as well. So I have 24 in these episodes with you. You have amazing race in these episodes with me. Ben's fallen behind here.
2: <laughs> I'll take it.
1: What, <laughs> everybody will take it. This is the Christmas we all wanted. Yeah,
2: Ben's a Christmas miracle.
1: Yeah, we have we have significant portion less ben this christmas that is our gift to you listeners of the oz network less ben this year christmas um this was your wish i mean rossi's saying it's a gift but this is what he wished for i mean he wrote santa and said i want less ben on the oz network right
2: i mean i don't really listen to him or talk to him much so it doesn't really change much for me
1: even though the thing we promised what five years ago oh every single year we're gonna have all three of us back on to do the room. You're like, nah, I'm busy that week. <laughs> Ben's going to start to think you have a grudge against them. I mean, it's true. It's not
2: easy to record, you know?
1: Well, but it, let's be honest. You don't have a grudge against Ben. Um, you, you no. just,
2: I'm not, I'm not, not most I love people, the question
1: mark with that. No,
2: <laughs> I'm not most people, I guess.
1: <laughs> Unlike most people. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, one day we'll get Ben and Rossi on. We have very episode.
2: little to talk about though, because he talks about lost and all this other stuff. I mean, not anymore. But like
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, he wrapped up Lost. Yes. You just you gotta find something you guys both agree on. I mean, I, I don't think he's into the gold, I would cover the Golden Girls with you, but uh um something something. I don't know. Ben, Ben's see, Ben's shows aren't really that good. I mean <laughs> sorry, Ben, if you're listening. <laughs>
2: I mean, he comes on and ruins the amazing race for some people. That exactly. Was, that was about
1: it this like i'm, I'm amazed see jared's let it go but rossi holds a grudge that amazing race thing is still sticking around for years hey, it's um, memorable it, one day we'll just do ben and rossi hash it out on the air um the coming in the new year on the oz network but uh yes amazing race 24 best of best ofs uh recaps of recaps and the home improvements the rest of them coming up
2: and uh, um, get your applications in for the amazing race canada
1: and Survivor, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah. you know what, I gotta submit an episode or uh, um, uh, an episode. Yes, I'll submit one of our recaps, in my audition for <laughs> no, Survivor. No. But <laughs> I'm like, I gotta, gotta accept it. Yeah, I gotta get on it. I gotta I get mean, on.
2: Canadian track record is very good.
1: I uh, yeah, we had uh, what three seasons with Canadians on it, and two out of the three we won. I don't think there's any Canadians on the current season, though. I think that's unfortunate. I have no idea, but... Although I, I don't know if you're watching, I'm I'm actually loving the the current season. <laughs>
2: started.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, started. I need somebody. Ben's not watching it. I think Jared is, though, but Jared said he was more in the middle on it. Alright, so, yes, one day we'll get around to talk about Survivor. Maybe that's <laughs> when when Ben and Rossi both watch Survivor, we'll get them on for an episode. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Colin, and I come accessorized by this matching tote bag.
2: My name is Rossi, and I have to call Alan's house mom.
0: Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram,